All right, this is the Big Kids Show. I am Big Nick, and thank you for kicking it, even just for a little bit with us. With me in the sandbox this week, we have Mark. Mark, say something for the record. Tell the people how you feel. How we doing, everybody? And we have Mr. B, the Big B, B Reels. Mr. B, how we doing? I am doing quite excellent, Big Nick, and thanks for asking, good sir. I know, mate. Today, I am very excited because we will be playing We Took a Vote. Thank you, boys and girls. We welcome and appreciate your applause. What we're doing today, if you're not familiar, on We Took a Vote, we pick a subject, we all vote on it, we tally up the votes, and then we deliver the results to you. Today, our topic is Batman. Who is the best Batman? Batman is a DC Comics superhero who first appeared in Detective Comics number 27 back in 1939. Originally named The Batman, the character is also referred to as the Caped Crusader, the Dark Knight, and the world's greatest detective. Under the suit, he is a wealthy playboy, Mr. Bruce Wayne. Now, because of the early success of the Batman, DC started the Batman comic book series the following year. He is a superhero with no real superpowers, although he does possess a genius intellect. He's an expert detective. He's skilled in martial arts and hand-to-hand combat and utilizes high-tech equipment. And let's not forget, he's filthy Filthy rich. Money bags. Batman first starred in two serial films back in the 1940s, but that was a million years ago and something we know absolutely nothing about. Where the real magic begins is with the 1966 film Batman, which was a feature film adaption from the 1960s Batman TV series starring Mr. Adam West. Then the Cape Crusader went away. He went away for a long time. And then we got movies like Superman, several Superman movies. And we've got to point something out here. And I want to discuss this before we get into this week's topic and reveal the results of our vote. But when we were just wee little lads, the world was a much different place. Because this this time, in this time that we currently live in, there's a new superhero movie coming out every other month. Agreed. When we were kids, we were starving for superhero movies, and they made little to none. But then, in 1989, Warner Brothers released the film Batman, directed by Tim Burton and starring Michael Keaton. Since then, there has been more Batman movies, and we will get into those titles and stories as we go. But the the persons playing the starring role in those other Batman movies were Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck. And today we voted on who is the best Batman. We, we have compiled the information and we have a proper order from the first and best Batman to the sixth and least liked Batman. And we will count them down for you, starting with number six. The Batman who received the least amount of votes was Mr. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. So that movie was very difficult to watch for me, Nick. Um, (laughs) Whether you're talking about Batman vs. Superman or even Justice League, where Batman made an appearance. um, I even 
tried to watch some of it again, you know, doing our research and it's, it was tough for me to watch. I'm just, I'm honest. It's, you know, obviously he's number six on our list for a reason. Um, I had a problem with the way he talked. So they even, I, they used a voice modulator on his voice. I'm not sure if you knew Mm -hmm. about that. Um, And I just, it was not good. I don't even know what I should say, but it was just not good. Well, and I think speaking of Ben Affleck, I don't know if I can imagine Ben Affleck in any movie without some type of Boston accent. I just watched The Town the other day, and like literally every movie, I feel like that guy's in. He's got some kind of Boston accent. He's talking. I'm Batman. I'm from Boston. So I mean, we could have had a Boston Batman, but luckily it didn't go that route. Well, and and I, I as I'm looking into it, like if you obviously we'll get into this with the other Batmans, but. Even the suit they used with the Ben Affleck Batman was like a more of a cloth suit. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, the other ones were very uh, like armored and metal and this kind of stuff versus his was like a cloth thing. So like I don't know if that just threw me off or that was part of it. But in the fact that the movie was so bad is maybe why I dislike him. I mean, I can hit you with some knowledge here, uh, Nick and Mark, if you guys are ready for it. Um you guys have heard of the the Golden Raspberry Awards? Yes, Mark heard of those. Yeah, all right. So, if which means worst of in movies. So this this movie was nominated for like seven of them. Uh, it it actually was so it was nominated for again worst movie the Raspberry Awards worst picture worst director worst screenplay <laughs> worst actor worst supporting actor. Worst screen combo and worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Yikes. So that's a lot of them. And it actually won in worst screenplay, worst supporting actor, which was uh, Mr. Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, which that was terrible. Um, worst screen combo, which was uh, Ben Affleck and Henry, uh, the Superman dude. And then uh, also it won for worst prequel, remake, or ripoff sequel as a movie. So it won. It won a bunch of awards. They were just not good awards. It was consistently bad, so, basically. I mean, and even if so, maybe maybe Ben Affleck could have been a great Batman if the movie would have been put together correctly. But you know, that's kind of part of it. Like you know, you can be a great actor, but if the movie's put together like crap and it's just not done well, you're going to look like a bad Batman. So that's why you're number six. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, it, it, it's kind of shocking because when you think about two entities as big and as popular as Batman and Superman, it feels like you shouldn't have to work that hard to make those two movies. Excellent. Honestly. Well, nobody should be able to, nobody did work very hard. That's true. That's what, and that was the result. (laughs) (laughs) A steamy pile of dog shit. We, we saw it on the, uh, you know, per the raspberry. Well, And and if you want to get into money though, here's what's really crazy. So as bad as I thought that movie was the, uh, again, I'm focusing on more of the Batman versus Superman. Uh, they it made box office at, at the time of my research. Nick was eight hundred and seventy three million. Whew. Think about that. That's a lot of rolling papers. I mean, that's you could buy wow. a couple six packs with that. That's so, crazy. I mean, even with it tanking in terms of viewability and probably Batman fans were irate, it was a financial success in terms of you know the studio and whoever. I, th- I think it was balanced off a, a budget of, I mean, I, I saw anywhere from 250 to 300 million as their budget. So, I mean, they, you know, almost tripled their money. 
what was so crazy about that? I, I have a perfect, you know, it's not hard to swallow those numbers, how much money they pumped into it and how much money it received at the box office. It was, as Mark said, Batman, Superman, it's a can't lose situation at the box office. And what was weird about that too, for me was, you know, everybody's a little, a little upset regardless of who they cast for Batman. It's a, it's a difficult thing. You can't please everyone all the time. And they never, yeah, they never have been able to with, with Batman. And once we fall in love with a particular person playing that role, we want him to be that role forever. And I'm just kind of taking a guess here. I'm wondering about the, the cloth type suit. Keep in mind this Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be, older he's at yes. the retiring age he's, yeah he's supposed to be he's supposed to be a little a, a little graying up in the beard kind of he's fat crazy. he's a fat batman and there's no he, such thing as fat batman and so fat man him being older that powerful suit gets difficult to carry around and he had to you know he uses technology to his benefit and being as intelligent as bruce wayne is he had to make that suit lighter so he could get around um the other strange thing, though, too, is I I genuinely like Ben Affleck, and I think he's a, a, a good actor. And yeah, he's had some real stinkers uh, of movies, but he's also had some incredible movies where you could not cast a better person for that particular role. So I thought it was going to be, I thought it had a chance to be a home run, and it wasn't. It was a it was a butt fumble. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, even as I was looking more into it, like uh, like even the the guy that the the what you, music or composer was a uh, Mr. Hans Zimmer. If you're mm. if you're familiar with his Zimmer. work, but he, like I was like I know that name. I did some look working. He, this is the guy that did the soundtracks or the composing or scoring or whatever you want to call it for Gladiator, The Lion King, Inception. I mean, these are big big movies, but. It's still something where, I mean, that movie, it was tough for me to watch, buddy. It was just tough for me to watch. All right, moving on. We are now with the number five Batman, and we have Mr. Val Kilmer coming in at number five. And I just, I got to give a shout out to my man, Iceman. That's, you know, Hmm. I mean, (laughs) you know, sometimes he's, you know, he's talking about people being reckless up in the skies, but, you know. I wanted to like this Batman too, but he easily is the is the fifth worst Batman. I mean, I again in my deep research, Nick and Mark fe- discovered, and this is actually probably pretty public knowledge that uh, Mister uh, Val Kilmer and Mister Tommy Lee Jones were like almost impossible to work with on this movie. So I think from the rip, it was a, probably a train wreck with just casting alone, where you have you know, assholes left and right. And, uh, and there's a lot of big personalities in that movie. So, I mean, you figure when you have that type of a bunch of type a personalities that really are guys that either have been at the top of their show or movies to come together and work. I mean, there's gotta be some, some, yeah, I, I, I I was reading about, um, to refresh your guys' memory. So Mr. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones played, uh, Harvey Dent slash two face and a, uh, a young Mr. Jim Carrey played the Riddler. And the problem they ran into is 
Tommy Lee Jones almost always was a, a, a scene stealer, if you want to call that in acting. And so when they would do the stuff, good luck stealing a scene from Jim Carrey. Yeah. Right. Whether it's humor or whatever. And I think that's, you know, you can imagine that train wreck on stage where you got a pissed off Tommy Lee Jones and a goofy ass Jim Carrey. You know, I just, I mean, the stuff that I read was just almost, almost comical how much of a train wreck it was. And you figure, I mean, conflict probably comes in handy for, for some parts of those types of movie. But, I mean, the Val Kilmer one, you know, more so probably with at least one of the other Batmans we haven't talked about yet. But well, it's a little more lighthearted, right? I mean, you look at the more recent ones. Exactly. And even the Affleck, I mean, there's, it's not meant to have that comical. But how do you have Jim Carrey and not have any type of, you know, comical nature to it? So it, it almost has that glimpse of, you know um silliness to it that you might not I'd see another Batman's. Yeah, and this one, uh Nick and Mark was interesting too because so initially the plan was for our buddy Michael Keaton, which I hope we'll get to later in the show, is was you know, that was the goal for him. And he actually turned down a fifteen million dollar role for this movie, which you have to figure in nineteen ninety five, fifteen million dollars for uh, that's that's, cash. that's no chump change. Um, and I actually, I was looking, I was like, well, who else did they talk about offering this role to, you know, so we could rattle off some names here. Mr. Ethan Hawke was, was looked at Daniel, Daniel day Lewis. Uh, well, cause he's probably like, I just, he's probably like, I don't, I don't do <laughs> foolery. I do acting. Uh, Mr. Ralph, remember Ralph Fiennes or Ray Fiennes. He was, he was looked at, um, Johnny Depp and my boy Billy Baldwin. So these are all guys that they were looking at for Batman, and hmm. apparently Val Kilmer accepted the role without even reading the script. Like he just like I'm in, lock it down. So so I mean it kind of shows you it already started off as a mess because if you're accepting roles without reading the script, then I mean yeah. that doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, exactly. but, the, but but think about what you said in the beginning. I mean, you said how infrequent it was to have those types of movies and then to have a offer to act as an icon, right? Which, I mean, is, you know, as much as it was with comic books and things like that, people still knew who Batman was, right? It wasn't some niche community that, you know, a small amount of people knew who he was and everybody else, you know, was in the loop. I mean, it's Batman, right? I mean... Young or old, people were like, "Well, I at least know who he is." Well, and and looking at again, looking at my my fanciful notes is um, Michael Keaton was asked, "Like, why did you turn that down?" He's like, "I read the script, and it was." He actually quoted, "He said it sucked." Michael Keaton <laughs> said that that script sucked. So you know, for Michael Keaton to be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that crap." Yeah, he said, "I, I was Mister yeah. Mom." Come on. Well, and then I, I even looked further. I was like, I was like, how come Val Kilmer only did the one movie? Because I was like, you know, I mean, it, you know, did okay and all this stuff. And Val Kilmer went on to some rant because, again, he has been quoted as being psychotic on set. You know, so I don't, and they didn't elaborate what psychotic is, but I'm imagining he was like a diva of a train wreck playing Batman. But he went in to say that the Batman movies aren't even about Batman anymore. They're about everything else. They're about the bad guys. They're about, you know, right. all these background things. So it like who plays Batman was less important to him. He actually, he actually, there's a quote here and he, it, this includes Warren Buffett, just so you guys know. So we're, you know, we're including some, some 
you know, high tier up, upper level cash infused people, if you want to call it that. Heavy hitters. Yeah. So he was talking about that uh, at one point, Warren Buffett and his grandkids were invited on set, right? And all they wanted to do was sit in the Batmobile and wear the mask and had no interest in even meeting Val Kilmer. Yeah, why would you? I mean, <laughs> like, you've got the two I mean, best think about that. Batman. The star of the movie, and you're like, yeah, I don't care about yeah. that guy. I want to sit in that sweet car and put the mask on. And so, I mean, I'm sure that hurt his ego too, but it just kind of goes to why, I mean, Val Kilmer is like, that's why I'm done with Batman. Um, and again, why it's number five, it was also not good. Moving right, on. but here's the other issue with that. So if you're a <laughs> child at the time, right? If you're a kid and you're taken on set to meet Batman, Val Kilmer's only Batman if he's in the suit, if you're meeting him in the suit. Outside of the suit, you look at the guy and you go, that's not Batman. For the last five years of my life, Michael Keaton has been Batman outside of the suit. So it's a it's a lose for the kids. It's a big loss. I don't blame them. I got nothing against Val Kilmer. I like him. I like some of his movies. Uh, you got to keep in mind, though, too, the reason why we might have lost Michael Keaton, not only did the script suck, but we also switched directors for the 95 film. And, and there's always a turnover for I mean, Michael Keaton was getting older, so I, I get some of that stuff. But it was just, you know, I mean, as much as I wanted to love the Val Kilmer version, you know, and actually even I think I don't know if it was later that year he did The Saint and just killed it in that movie. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yep. So, I mean, obviously, he's got skills. It's just, you know, in my terms of Batman, I I agree with you as him being the fifth worst Batman. All right. So that rounds out number five. And just to kind of clue everybody in here, the way that we compiled these is we each submitted our votes. We collected them and then punched it into our big kid's computer, and boom, it spit out the results. How does that work? Well, each vote gets a point system, a point grading, depending on where we place them in our tally from one to six independently. So to clue everybody in here a bit, Ben Affleck comes in at number six with three points. Val Kilmer is at five, number five with seven points, more than doubling Ben Affleck's score. So it wasn't even close for fifth to six. Now where it is the closest in our countdown is from numbers five, four, and three. That was a tight race, a tight, tight race. And coming in at number four, Mr. Good-looking himself, George Clooney. Ooh, hey, George. Yeah, I mean, George Clooney, I think, you know, it helps when you come off of a, a take like you've got with Val Kilmer. Right. I mean, I think you get a little bit of the Michael Keaton, which, you know, obviously already with this poll, he's already top three. You know, we can confidently say that. Um, but I think when you look at, you know, coming off of that and then Val Kilmer maybe takes a little bit of the heat, not quite as uh, as popular of a movie. Um, now, now, here's the ironic part from a popularity perspective when it comes to the movie itself. Um, George Clooney probably went further down <laughs> than, <laughs> than than would be expected um it it this movie was not received well um chill out yeah i mean yeah exactly so you know just to refresh people's memory on this one you know this is this one's set two years after defeating two-face and the riddler uh spoiler alert if you haven't gone back and seen the 
the Val Kilmer movies. Whoa, but, um, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, well, your rankings are thrown out the window <laughs> then. Gone. So we still got Robin in the mix, you know, but now we've got Mr. Freeze. So he's got a string of diamond robberies. Um, he's got a suit. There's a lab accident, you know, and he's rendered unable to live at normal temperatures. So he has to wear this cryogenic suit. But Mark, he's played by Senator Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's correct. He was a governor. Governor. Or governor. Uh, governor I what did I say? Senator? Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm in incorrect. Governor. So, you know, it's funny when you go back and, and you revisit some of these movies and you see Arnold in all blue face paint. <laughs> Saying the most cheesiest lines, too, like, yeah, chill out. Or, chill out. I mean, I, I he think, should go deep threes. I think this movie, when you look at the movie reviews, was really hit hard upon the fact that there was a lot of just very um, simple puns taken when it comes to the jokes that were thrown out. But, but when you look at, at Clooney himself, um, you know, I actually had him ranked reasonably in my rankings because I thought him and of itself reasonably and reasonably reasonably, uh, there's some competition. Let's be real. There's some good, good Batmans out there. Um, I didn't have him fourth. I had him higher than that, but, um, but you know, I think Clooney is a good actor. Right. I mean, and you can probably say the same about any of these guys, but, but Clooney's a very good actor. Oh, brother, we're out there. Away you go. There you go. And I think also, you know, when you look at what the alter ego of Batman is, um, I'm not sure he's a better guy to play that role than George Clooney. So, Mark, you were, you were telling me earlier that you had a very interesting, uh, family story tied with Mr. Uh, George L. Clooney. I do. I do. So, um, so, my mother was raised in uh, Northern Kentucky and she and her mom used to frequent a store that was run by George Clooney's aunt. And basically my mom would go in to the store with, you know, her mom, they'd go shopping and George, I guess, would pop in frequently at this store. And Uh my mom and George Clooney would frequently play checkers Uh together. Uh, Is George Clooney your real father? Have News you, break, everybody. He is not. Well, have, but, you, have, you, have you seen Mark's face? <laughs> You're right. It is possible. But uh, but the funny thing is, she said that, you know, George, if you're listening, I'm sorry to have to reveal this, but uh, George is a bit of a cheater. He liked to kind of pull the wool a little bit. So and George Clooney, cheater at checkers. Basically, it, that's it, the moral of the story. It's fact. It's fact locked in. It's the moral of the story. Yeah. But uh, But no, you know, I think, you know, He's a good actor. I think when you look at this movie, um, there was a lot of pressure from Warner Brothers when the making of this movie to really make it family friendly. Um, right. You know, the directors who who were in charge of this one really kind of went that even beyond what um, I think most of the Batmans do to the extent of, you know, really making it kind of over the top, silly. Um, and it shows when you watch it. You know what I mean? It it definitely shows in the sense of it's very uh, it's just a silly film. It's not very serious like a lot of the other Batmans yeah. were. Much more like lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. Well, my take on that is, you know, I kind of look at some of these like Nick, Neapolitan you got some, ice you got some, cream, right? You got all the flavors, but it's still crap. Well, what I mean by that is the 1966 film to me was very vanilla. It was exactly what they were doing on the TV show. 
right? And then we have the dark Batmans, which was the 89 and um, I'm was it 92 films. Those were both Tim Burton and they both had that dark. Everything was dark. Every scene was dark. And it was, it really made Batman feel somewhere between PG 13 and R like it was like, it was a big kids movie, you know, uh, almost adult movie, which is why we all loved it as kids. I mean, when Joel Schumacher took over, he directed Batman forever and Batman and Robin, which we're discussing that one. It was the single movie that Clooney did Batman and Robin and the single movie that Kilmer did was Batman forever. Both of those got much more colorful right away. And they got very like, I'm making a Batman movie for 12 year olds. You know, they both had that feel. So they're the strawberry. That's the strawberry is the, uh, Joel Schumacher Schumacher films. And then after that, of course we get back to real business with, um, with the later films that we will certainly get to that wonderful star. So Mr. Clooney comes in with nine points at number four on our best Batman countdown. I do. and like Nick, side George note, Clooney. also, George, George Clooney, cheater at checkers. Make sure you mark that cheater down. Cheater at checkers. That's right. But just to be fair, I have heard in several interviews with people that I did not think would like Clooney, and they say he is fantastic to work with. Like, he's he's fun. He likes to go out partying after work. He's personable. He likes everybody. He plays jokes on people. All right, that aside, boys, let's move on to number three. And we have Mr. Adam West coming in strong at number three. He played Batman in the 1966 film, Batman. Pow! So I actually watched reruns of the Batman series that starred... Adam West. And I remember watching the 1966 movie multiple times when I was a kid. I was starving for a Batman movie, a Batman TV show when I was a child. I grew up, Batman was my favorite superhero. Um, I always got a little ticked off that there was a new Superman movie coming out and never any love shown to, to the Batman. But let me ask you guys a question here. Okay, so we said that Batman started off in the comics in 1939, in Detective Comics 1939. Who is older, Mr. Adam West or Batman? So I'm going to go with Adam West because I think he looked like an older guy in those films. I also am going to go with Adam West just because I'm going to follow Mark and yeah, he seems like a, he seems like a smart guy. I mean, I, when I look at him, he seems smart, but we know better. So you both are correct. Mr. Adam West was yes. born in 1928. Jeez. So was so he he's, like, huh? he's super old. Well, think about it. I, 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 so, I went well, back whoa, and whoa, saw Whoa, 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 Mark, wind it back. So Nick, how much money did Mark and I just win? There was no money involved. Oh, okay. When, when there's a wager, you state the wager before you <laughs> listen to the answers. Brian's used to prison rules. Uh, prison rules, man. We so when you, you look at pictures of Adam West and, you know, <laughs> 
I'm sure at the time, you know, that movie, it was record-breaking technology used to film that. But if you look at pictures of him, <laughs> it kind of looks like your phys ed teacher who probably kind of worked out a little bit. Let's do some squat thrusts. But wasn't really big time on it, you know what I mean? And then you look at the current day Batmans, and yeah, it's it's a totally different story. So, so I watched an interview with Adam West discussing his you know, part in playing Mr. Batman. And I wanted to see, like, did he take it serious? You know, because obviously anybody that's seen that movie or seen that TV show knows that it's not, it's in no way intended to be serious. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to look like the comic strip slapped onto your TV screen. And it really does. And they did a good job of pulling that off. And what I thought his answer was great was it almost sounded like he had to take the job. He didn't really, really want the job. He thought it wasn't the best use of his acting skills. So it was kind of one of these things like he did it cause he had to do it. And he thought it was childish in the beginning, but he said very quickly it hit him that how many people get paid to go off and play and pretend every day. He's like, once once that mindset kicked in for him, he's like, it was the greatest job ever. I'm going off and I'm playing the greatest superhero ever. I'm fighting bad guys every day. It's all fun and it's all make-believe and they're paying me for it. No, and, and I wondered that too, Nick, was uh, like, um, you know, again, what we talk about in the 1960s, like who wants to play Batman? Everything was Westerns and stuff like that. So, you know, they probably couldn't even find somebody, but you know, if you're an actor looking for work, how do you turn it down? And then he just embraced it. And then actually he turned it into his whole career. I mean, I mean, he's, well, he's, does he still do voices on family guy or I I don't know, but (laughs) I mean, he's, you know, he's, he embraced it as being, I'm the original Batman. Like, I mean, how do you, who else can say that? Well, and I think you brought up a good point, Nick. I mean, if you think about the direction that that movie went, it's much more meant to be like the comic books. And since it was, pow, yeah, it was newer in its inception of of really kickstarting Batman. You get more leeway, right? I mean, I think when you when you start a series or you're you're one of the first few that starts a series, you get a lot more leeway in what how you interpret that, how you execute it. But by the time you get to Keaton, Kilmer, you know, and, and some of these later guys, there's already an expectation built around that franchise, around what that means to the people that have been diehard fans for a long time. And, and like you said, you know, nobody's ever going to make, you're not going to make everybody happy. I mean, I'll just pull a, a popular reference out here recently. Look at Game of Thrones. I mean, ah. you're never going to make everybody happy with the decisions that you make. So at some point, you got to make a decision, put your foot in the ground and move forward. Right. So but I think when you talk about older movies uh, that kind of really got things up and off the ground, you got a lot more freedom to kind of do things the way that you want. Yeah. Yeah. I will always have a um, special place in my heart for Mr. Adam West. And well, and, and, and I at least have to of- I at least have to chime this in, Nick. As much as it's probably against everyone else's vote, I still thought the 1960s Bat Bat Batmobile was the coolest Batmobile. No, <laughs> I got Scream. nothing against it. I <laughs> yeah, I like that. You guys car. tell me good. that you it would not good. rock that car right now. No, it was good. It yeah. was good. 
rock that car. Yeah, I would leave it parked in my driveway just so the neighbors would be jealous. Parked in the car, I'd be driving it around fighting crime, man. Nobody break into your house if you had that parked out yeah. front. That's for sure. All right, that's all I got. Batman, Batmobile championship from the 1960s. That brings us to number two on our list and kind of running away with the number two spot. We have Michael Keaton who played. Yeah. Much deserved. Yeah. Lots of people cheering. We hear that. We, we, we share that same feeling as well. He is one of the best Batmans. He was in the, the movie Batman 1989. And then we also have him in the 1992 film Batman returns. And as said, those were both directed by Tim Burton, Tim Burton handpicked Michael Keaton to play Batman. And it was not a popular decision. We talked about this earlier. You can't please everybody. And in fact, most of the time, everybody's upset when they announce who is going to be playing Batman. So what happened here? Well, Tim Burton was really successful with the movie Beetlejuice, and that's why he was chosen by Warner Brothers to direct Batman. Now, they had this Batman thing in the works for years. It was going to be a huge, epic, blockbuster-type movie. They had set expectations through the roof, and they were willing to spend big bucks. The problem with Michael Keaton was that because he did so well playing Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice is, you know, he's a funny character. Mm -hmm. They thought people were worried and Warner brothers was worried that he was going to show up and he was going to do this slapstick Batman, you know, I'm Batman. Well, and compare it to the, what they did not want was, and was the 1966 Batman movie all over again. So Tim Burton was perfect for the to be the director as we said all of his movies at that time were very dark dark humor he loved the dark scenes and michael keaton was perfect i thought he was absolutely perfect and i'll take that a step further if if we were voting for who was the best bruce wayne i think michael keaton absolutely number one he looked the role and he carried the role so damn well as Bruce Wayne. Now, Nick, I will have to agree with you on that. If if we flipped it around and only voted on who played Bruce Wayne the best, then yes, it's easily Michael Keaton. Correct? Yeah, I'll third that. So the where the opinions changed on Michael Keaton was as soon as they cast Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's when where where did he get those wonderful toys? That's when everybody goes, okay, they are taking this thing seriously. They are doing this thing right. So I watched an interview with Michael Keaton regarding his role as Batman. And he said that it thrust his fame through the roof that he could not walk down the street without children saying, Hey, Batman and coming up to him. He was Batman. For for a time in this in this wonderful world. And I don't know if this is true or not, if this was a slip of the tongue or what, but I can only imagine how much money he gained from this. Well, I Nick, heard I told in this you, interview. I told you that the, the third the third movie, he turned down fifteen million dollars, and that would have been ninety-five. I'm not so talking can... about movie money, my friend. I'm talking about 
in this interview, he said he got a piece of the action on all of the merchandise. Oh, so he pulled a, he pulled a Star Wars move and said... And remember 1989, 1990, 1991, and 2, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing some form of Batman merchandise. They put Batman on everything, yeah. on socks, no, I, toys, I, I remember I had, I had, I had the, the Batmobile car toy that was like about a foot long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had all that stuff. So, yes, if he got even like 1% of that, that's probably... A, it's probably enough to at least buy a Dodge Dart. Well, and I think for me, I mean, you know, we talk about this big kids moniker, but it, when you really think about this movie and this series, it, it kind of hit in the sweet spot of my childhood, right? Because I was just coming into 10, 11, 12 years old. So, I mean, when you think about, um, you know, the different things that that happen within this movie and it's it's that... It's Batman, but this is one of those movie series that took it a little more serious, right? It didn't have that lightheartedness yeah. to it. It was much more. I mean, you know, Jack Nicholson falls in a vat of acid, basically. Yeah, I mean, it it was like a it was like a a crime movie kind yeah. of. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like this jokey thing. Yeah, I agree. exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I think you know, it it kind of turned the page a little bit on what you expected from a Batman because the last time you had really seen a Batman, it was six. You know, and now it's it's a much more serious thing. Well, and I can I'm speaking for myself is I I don't think I because I was so when that came out I think I was like nine I don't think I saw it in the theater I saw it like we rented it from Blockbusters so going old yeah. school but it, it was one of those movies where we rented it ten times you know I mean we watched it a bunch because it was just such a different movie compared to everything else that was out there at the time again in 1989. But I will say the thing I love about it is for 1989, does it get any more perfect of a movie than Batman 1989? Michael Keaton, best Bruce Wayne, Jack Nicholson. Exactly. Huge epic star comes into play. What has now become such a such a role that people people jump over top of each other to become to be cast as the Joker. And it's Batman. I would even think of Joker. like wasn't a uh, the love interest. Uh, uh, what no? What's her name? Uh, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. I mean, she was Vicky Vale, nineteen eighty nine, hottie of the year. I mean, so you know, you kind of put all that together, and it's, yeah, it, it, to me, it was just an awesome movie. So I and he played a great Batman, great fight scenes, a uh, great new revision of the Batmobile. Again, we right. talked about the old Batmobile, but the new Batmobile with the flamethrower on the back. I mean, I was just like, as a kid, was like, oh, my, this is amazing. You know, all the all the cool toys. I mean, like the the bat battering and all that stuff. I mean, he, he had all that stuff, but he made it seem flawless. So, yeah, they could, I mean, they definitely kicked the special effects up. Yeah. For this one. And again, sure. 1989, too. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's better than the movies from 2016, where they have way more technology and they could even still nail it. I mean, great job, Michael Keaton, you're a boss. Well, and I think that goes and to... also he's Mr. Mom, dude. So, you know, think about that. And he's also Birdman, so you got that going on too. And multiplicity. The hits just keep on coming yeah. for uh I mean, Michael, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Keaton. Michael Keaton's a gem. <laughs> yeah, well, and the thing I love too is is Tim Burton. 
involved in those two films. You know, he had, yeah, it was yeah, all Tim typical Burton's. Tim Burton style where he likes the dark scenes, the really long intro into the movie with the, yeah, like the real theatrical ma- music, like macabre kind of dark yeah. uh, over, overtones. And no, I, I like that too. Cause I think that's what Batman is. is this kind of like overshadowed dark character. And you know, yeah, I agree with you. Just a, a quick note though, Nick. So it, it's funny. You mentioned them bringing Nicholson in and, and making that feel like it's a real deal type movie. If you look at the promo for the movie itself, it has two actors, last names on the top. And the first last name is Nicholson. Right. Was, second last name is Keaton. Right. <laughs> Nick, Nicholson got the, the, uh, the prime spot. I'm sure. Cause I think, no, this was before, uh, I don't know. A few good men is the big Nicholson movie for me. But, but I, I, w- I bet if we we one, probably but. went back at the time, Nicholson might have been the bigger actor than Keaton. Oh, by 19. far, by and, far at the time. And, and actually, when they when they actually when they probably started shooting this was probably like 1987 even or 1988. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, back then movies took a lot longer, I think, to shoot. So you're right. So that's a very interesting to point out, Mark. Thank you for that. I do what I can. You can read. I'm proud of you, buddy. Keep it up. (laughs) Started yesterday. Well, and what I was going to get to, guys, is I think Michael Keaton, as said, best Bruce Wayne, Jack Nicholson, probably the biggest actor to play any of the villains ever in any of the Batman movies. Kim Basinger, like you said, hottie of the year, very blonde girl next door type, looked great in the dress. She's the perfect uh, love interest for Batman, perfect Vicky Vale. And then you have Prince doing the entire soundtrack. It couldn't get any bigger, any better than that 1989 film. And that brings I, mean, I, I forgot about Prince because Prince did like three songs on that movie. Wow. I, I didn't know that. That's and I, cool. yeah, I think he did the whole soundtrack. Well, Don't so quote and, me on that. I could be and wrong. Nick, we could, we could do a whole nother episode on, uh, songs, connected to Batman movies because we of course left out, you know, with my boy Val Kilmer, uh Seals Kiss by a Rose on the Grave. I mean, that song we could all just sing together in unison and just the angels would fly. You, you know? really you really sealed it with that one. Yeah. Well, and that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to what everybody's been waiting for. Number one, the best and most liked Batman in that Brings us to the great Christian Bale. Oh, buddy. Yes. Yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. I'm Batman. Well, now that we've all done our impression. Um, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, when you look at Christian Bale and this this series, so this trilogy of movies that came out with him, um, I mean, A, he was the longest tenured Batman of any of the the ones that we did when it comes to a film to right, from a movie perspective, three of them. Um, and there's probably a reason for that. You know, I think, I think Christian Bale, you know, he, he kind of had probably enough of that edge, but I think the overall darkness of the movie in general, um, you know, it, it almost seems like it was meant for the, the folks that grew up, on the 1989 and you know, that, that series with Keaton and Kilmer. Cause it's like when you were younger and you enjoyed those movies, now you're probably a little bit older and it's Batman, but this was the serious Batman. This wasn't the, 
Kung Pao and, you know, the special, it was very, very dark. Um, you know, this ain't your that, mama's Batman. That ain't no. your mama's Batman. Well, and Mark to kind of piggyback that is, um, I mean, knowing Christian Bale, just because there's a handful of films that I enjoy that he's played, he is an actor that really takes his roles extreme. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, I mean, I can just think off the top of my head, there's roles where he's gained or lost, you know, 40 or 50 pounds. So, I, I mean, so think about that in the sense of like, I mean, the commitment towards, you know, a role where, uh, like the fighter, I mean, he lost a bunch of weight, you know, and then like, uh, he, he played Dick Cheney, I think in a movie and he gained like 70 pounds. Like, so, you know, to him to do Batman, I'm sure it was the same thing. It was, you know, I'm going to, you know, tone my body and do this stuff. So I thought that was awesome too, on that kind of level of he, he's like, I'm going to go all out. I'm Batman. Yeah, I mean, it's actually funny you mentioned that. So he was in The Machinist. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, but he was in The Machinist before Batman. And he weighed nothing in that Nothing. Movie. So he yeah. he actually put on 100 pounds in six months. Like, that's probably borderline not even healthy. No, to that, that that's, that, no that's not healthy. I mean, no, you know. hey, I'm not even a doctor, Mark. <laughs> I, I play one on TV, but I'm not a doctor, and there's no way that's healthy. Yeah. So, and, and here's the funny part. So he puts on 100 pounds, he shows up, and then the director tells him, whoa, that's a little too much weight. So he has to shed 30 of that 100 pounds <laughs> back off after he puts the 100 pounds on. It sounds like he's a wrestler at my high school. Yeah, or it's like an NFL player where they, they tell these guys to shift weights. Like, you know, it's 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 nothing. So it's a bit of a crazy thing when you think about the type of – I don't know. I think as, as actors, we don't really think about these guys as really being physically adept enough to be able to, to shift their bodies – um, it's probably underappreciated, you know, in general. Oh yeah, because I mean, what um, you're just describing is like the most extreme situation I could even very think of. Extreme. I mean, I mean, even for somebody to gain or lose ten pounds in a couple months is extreme. Yeah, but imagine, like you're talking about a hundred pounds in how many months? Six months. I mean, actually, that would actually be a fun ride because it'd be like, <laughs> guess what? I'm eating tacos, and Krispy Kreme, and donuts, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and, and the funny thing is he actually studied and trained in two different types of martial arts I during that, that period. I did read that too, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's quite a bit these guys have to go through in general to uh, to prep for this. But, you know, I, I, can't, I can't sit here and say that he's the best Batman only for himself. So, so I'll just come right out and say, say it. Uh, Dark Knight is easily my favorite batman of all time i think your the dark batman knight movie or your favorite yeah. batman the favorite batman movie so that the, the dark knight is my favorite batman movie across any of the movies that have come out with batman which probably led to me voting christian bale as number one on my list personally um, and obviously you guys agreed but you know i think we'd be probably remiss dishonest if we said that it only had to do with christian bale and didn't have anything to do with my boy the, my boy heath ledger the guy that was probably the greatest joker of all time Ooh. in my opinion Ooh. 
Heath Ledger. Shots and, 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 and Mark, you know, Jack Nicholson. I, I'm, I'm going to cut you off there because you are a smart man. I am. And I agree because, like, if you plugged in a mediocre Joker, is it the same movie? Yeah. I mean, I, let's just, I mean, like, there's a reason why he got best uh, supporting actor, I think, that year. I, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. But, I mean, he was an amazing Joker. Yeah. And so, I mean, Christian Bale could have been crapping on the, you know, all over the scene. And, you know, they carried each other together and made such an amazing movie. So, yes, thank you for bringing that up because it's hard to say, all right, Christian Bale is the best Batman ever without bringing up our boy, Heath Ledger. And I think, you know, I mean, you think about the the major points of that movie. You think about the points that really stick out. And, and with that movie specifically. I want to show you a magic trick. If you think if you think about the introduction to that movie with the heist that really Batman has nothing to do with. Right. I mean, you know, I, I think Christian Bale definitely benefits from. Now, I know I picked him number one and now I'm knocking him, but he definitely benefits from probably one of the greatest Batman scripts and right. supporting actors and, and uh, all right. So I'm just going to throw this controversial opinion out. Whoa. If you ask me who's the best actor in that movie, it's Heath Ledger. I think he is actually even a better character than Christian Bale in that movie. I would agree. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen. Nick also agrees. I mean, I, I just, I think that you would struggle to find a better actor than Heath Ledger taking on a character than, than he did in that one, you know, but that, but that's remiss. Um, but no, I, th- I think Christian Bale had a little bit of the grittiness, obviously take shots for his voice, you know, and that kind of what it is. Did you guys ever quick question just as I'm, my mind's racing is when I watch Christian Bale, I always go back to American psycho. Yeah. So is, is that something you guys do? Cause like I see him and I'm like, Oh, this is uh, the 1989 American Psycho. <laughs> so I have a tough time sometimes separating that because I'm like... He was good know, in that too. Yeah, because he uh, he was amazing in that, but he was American Psycho. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think any actor, you kind of have to be able to, to section off their former movies. You know, just, you like, just like Iceman being Batman. Go ahead, Nick. Well, Bale's got a whole bunch of great movies and he played the roles in the starring roles in those movies very very well and you guys named all of the movies that i'm thinking of already so he's a great actor he's perfect to play batman um i will say this uh but and before i get to to what i'm going to say because i will i have a little bit of a difference of opinion here hang on nick you're gonna say something before you're gonna say something that's what i'm doing and and you know what nick i like that about you so the Batman Begins movie, for me, as a long lifetime diehard Batman fan, it was a little bit of a sleeper at the box office. And I say that because the the time of life that I was having and the, the world that I was living in at that time, I was unaware that there was a new Batman movie out. No, me, me, me too. Rock. Me too. I, I wasn't hip to new movies. And it it actually came in front of my face. Yeah. It was one of those weird things where you're like in your early twenties, you're going out all the time, you're working your butt off and you just don't have any time for 
No offense, Nick. Like you that. were in your late twenties, buddy. Nice try, buddy. I was not in my late twenties. <laughs> I was in my very early twenties. I was bartending right. at the time, and then going All out right, drinking Nick. every night afterwards. All but right. What happened was, as soon as I realized that Batman Begins was in the movie theater, I'm like, oh, I have to go see that because I love Batman. Well, it, I mean, it was the last commercial they ever ran for it being in the movie theater. Like it was out of the theater the next day. So I watched that one at home on my couch. Now it grossed 37, I'm sorry, 371 million worldwide, but it had a budget of $150 million. So big time budget, 371 million in return. But the two sequels, if you want to call them that. Yeah. <laughs> A billion get, dollars worldwide each. Gonna steal my thunder over a billion, a billion each. Billion dollars each. Yeah, man, that's insane. Like, if you think about that from a movie perspective, I know that's you know, like we, the gross national product of like Costa Rica. I, it's, that's an <laughs> insane number for a movie, and I think you know, The Dark Knight Rises was a was a really good movie. I think it benefited from how good The Dark Knight was. Agreed. Um, because I think you could watch a preview of the Dark Knight again. I'm I'm on the I'm on the train at this point with the Dark Knight, maybe greatest movie of all time. I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> it uh, you know you could watch a preview of that movie, and I don't know who would watch that and say I don't want to see that. Well, and as a let Nick, you also being a very hardcore Batman fan, like the origin stories are always awesome, right? Well, yeah, and that's why so, I said so all that made, to say this, that my favorite Batman movie is Batman Begins. And exactly, it's because yeah. I love the origin story. I, and me I, too. I mean, I love the origin stories. I love the kind of like how the person became who they were. I mean, to me, those are awesome. And yeah, I, I'm Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm on your boat. We're paddling together. We're going the same way, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, so just a quick note, actually. The uh, well, wait, Nick. I'm about to throw you out of the boat, and <laughs> I'll. I oh, it's getting rough waters. Rough waters. Rough waters. Uh, so, Dark Knight Rises was actually the highest movie grossing of of Christian Bale's career, which isn't surprising. Right. But it did actually surpass the Dark Knight. Yes. So, you know, I, but I think, I, I'm sure that's because the success of the first movie leads to when the second one comes absolutely. out, people are just going to jump on it. And, High expectations. Exactly. Now, I do have a little bit of trivia for you guys. Oh, hit me. So who was the next candidate to be Batman except for if it hadn't been Christian Bale, who was next on the list? And I know that's very open ended. So I'll give you guys about five seconds. Bet Midler. Bette Midler, good choice, but uh, she was overruled. I was going to say Betty White. <laughs> Man, very solid choices. Betty White probably would have been my go-to. But here's here's my other option. Is it, let's see, so if it's not Christian Bale, Adam Sandler? Close. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can we give a serious answer? Should we Should we give us try to give a serious yes, answer? Yes, sure, sure, sure. Give me your first serious answer. My first serious answer. I'll even give well, you guys a first name, one. and you I'm not sure one. you'll guess who it is because it's not somebody I would have expected. Okay. Go, Nick. First name is Jake. Gyllenhaal. Boom. All right. Jake Gyllenhaal. And you know what? I can see that he was pretty popular at the time. And- yeah, but I don't know if I see him as like the edgy kick you in the face when no, you're trying to create crime. Yeah. 
So one thing that is required to play Batman is the chin. You need a yes. good jaw, a you good jaw, a and a be- good chin. You have a man chin because that's the only flesh part of the of Bruce Wayne <laughs> that you are seeing once he is Batman. So it's very Could- important to have a, a, a beautiful, strong chin. And Gyllenhaal has. That's a great jaw. That's a well. well let, let me ask you this: Could 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 Tom Brady have played Batman as long uh, as he didn't have to talk or act? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Nick, I didn't know that you were so tuned in on man's chin. So that's, I was not familiar with the uh, yeah, the I measurements mean, of Jake Gyllenhaal's chin, but you seem more of the jawline, more of the jawline no, than the but chin. Nick, I'm, I'm impressed with your knowledge in. Uh, you know, I don't miss a thing. Have, I do not we miss have a, a side thing. conversation about your knowledge of man's chins, but you know that's you know here nor there. Proceed, sir. <laughs> not even sure where to go from that one. I will say um, one thing that I love too with the Christian Bale movies was the uh, addition of Michael Caine as Alf as Alfred. Um, yeah. I will good. agree with that. And Nick, I will add on that. I also liked, if you remember, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I mean, in Batman Begins. Li- Liam Neeson is a badass in his own right. So the fact that he is the guy kicking his ass, I thought that was a kind of an awesome thing. Because to me, Liam Neeson has, has Liam Neeson ever played like a Nancy role? No, no he always no. plays a badass. I thought in every single one of his movies. One of his kids got kidnapped, and yeah. then he goes and hunts down the people that kidnapped. I will find you. <laughs> but I mean, well, let's talk about Gary Oldman too. I mean, I, oh, I think yeah. th- there's quite a bit of, of of good characters put into you know this movie. So I, I think there's definitely something to say. Um, you know, when it comes, I just like I like the darkness. I like the attitude. I like that the voice was. I mean, it was a little more aggressive. But it wasn't all auto tuned like Ben Affleck's. So, I mean, to me, clear choice as number one Batman, Christian Bale. He could he could kick the crap out of anybody, and he could still drop forty pounds in like ten weeks. You know, so right. Christian, Christian I, Bale for president. I love Batman Begins because of things that you guys were hitting on. There is is a lot of the other characters involved too. You know, you have Ra's Al Ghul. You have the Scarecrow. Um, it's just a just a fascinating movie with a lot of great villains and a lot of uh, very powerful villains as well. Dark Knight Rises probably. Um, I'm sorry, the Dark Knight. I get those two confused, but the Dark Knight probably a very 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 close second. And I love the Michael Keaton. How dare you, Batman? And I think it's a bit of a drop off after that. I'm not a big fan of the Dark Knight Rises. I thought was really good for the first half, and the second half I thought was a bit jacked up. Um, well, you yeah. you, prob- you probably were on drugs at the time, or maybe like you fell and hit your head. Well, here's something funny that I saw. Um, so when you go in and you look at who plays the different roles, right? And who who does who? Oh, <laughs> there is a holdover. From the Val Kilmer and George Clooney movies that was also included in The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. And it's funny when you look at the characters, you expect Batman, the Joker, big time actors, right? Big time roles. 
this is kind of like the high school play where somebody got the side piece that this was called the board member. So congratulations <laughs> to Patrick Leahy. You were the board member in Val Kilmer and George Clooney's movie. And then we're brought back to be the board member on the last two movies with, with wow. Christian Bale. So, you know, I just want to, we can't understate the importance of the board member. Mark, deep research and deep. know it. Cheers to you, buddy. Amen. Very cheers to you. I mean, Nick, it's very clear that we all think Christian Bale was the most badass of Batman. Yeah, so Christian Bale scored 18 points on our scale and Ben Affleck, three. So that's the uh, from one to six. Before we run out of time, gentlemen, one last question. Who is your favorite Batman villain of all time? And it does not have to be limited to the movies. This could go on to the comic book or TV shows. Mark, I'll concede to you first, buddy. I think I've got to go the Joker. I, I just think it's too iconic of a uh, of a character you to, would be, do that. to be involved. And, and look, I mean, we already talked about Heath Ledger. I'm definitely swayed by um, by his performance. I, I would be... Uh, regretful if I did not say that that performance reminded me for some odd reason of Brandon Lee from The Crow, just a very dark, um, but real character. But I think even outside of Heath Ledger, I just, I think the Joker is the iconic. All right. So uh, if I, obviously since Mark took the the coolest answer, thanks Mark. No problem. Um, (laughs) I will take, you know, a very obscure answer that I thought, Danny DeVito's The Penguin yes. was awesome. <laughs> I mean, like it was like a not a lot of short people that can play the penguin. Danny DeVito nailed it, and he made me hate him in the movie, which I thought that was the whole goal of the role. So, Danny DeVito, penguin, boom, lock it down. Solid go. choice. And I apologize because this was a terrible question because really the only answer is the Joker. And that's what we yes, all would have said independent is. of one another. But for the sake of discussion, uh, Nick, I have a, I have a problem with your question. So, okay. We'll have a talk later. Uh, for the sake of discussion, I'll go with, um, uh, Scarecrow's pretty cool. You know, he, no. mind, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, for the sake of discussion, I picked the Scarecrow. So the Scarecrow is actually going to be a villain in a follow-up to the George Clooney movie. Yeah, they were going to do a bunch of those. Yeah, so George Clooney actually, I forgot to mention this earlier, but he found out, or I didn't find out, he heard of the basically horrible reviews that the movie got and refused to do a sequel. Um yeah, Scarecrow is a good choice. I think yeah, the good one choice, to, Nick. The it's one terrible. to me, uh, the Riddler. That just sounds like a guy that I would block on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta ask you a question. I don't know if he uh, would fall in. I, I love Jim Carrey. I think he uh, probably did as good as you could do with that role. But well, and if you look at actually, so Two Face has been played by two people. So Tommy Lee Jones, Billy and, D. Uh, Williams, was a possible. But uh, um, who's the most recent uh, Two-Face? Uh, what's his name? Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Nick, you finish us off, buddy. 
Yeah. Well, I I don't understand why you don't like my choice of the scarecrow. <laughs> um, that's kind of all I was it's, left with. It, there wasn't. It's because we don't like you. So you know, <laughs> that's that is understood. All right, gentlemen. That's another episode in the books, and we have our best Batman. And once again, if you're keeping score at home, at number six we had Ben Affleck. At number five we had Val Kilmer. Number four, George Clooney. Number three, Adam West. Number two, Mr. Michael Keaton. And number one, Christian Bale. Thank you all for sending in your votes there, big kids. And thank you all for listening at home. Please check us out again next time. Until then, we will see you later. Batman! <laughs>